0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at
2: mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do.
1: I am the producer, editor, host, creator of Sex Unique podcast, a podcast where I talk about Vanderpump Rules and what it means to life on this planet. And it's good because I do it, but it's also good because I have people on Patreon who Pledge their support to this podcast in a monetary form. And they have made it possible for you to be here today listening to this specific episode. So, you know what? If you want to take a moment and thank them, you totally can. It's up to you. But, like, I just want you to know that they are the ones. So, that being said, thank you to all my beautiful patrons and all my readers of this podcast. And if you want to get involved and you hear this episode of Sexy Unique Podcast and you're like, wow, this woman voiced everything about Vanderpump Rules that I thought was just like so specific to me and my friends – but like is a universal truth about the world. And I would love nothing more than to like help this podcast exist and thrive. All you have to do is go to www.patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. And it is there that you will find all the information you need to become a supporter of sup. And for as little as a $1 per episode pledge, you will have access to so many bonus episodes, so many throwback episodes covering past seasons of Vanderpump Rules that have never been released to the public, and more. So think about like what life means to you, and check out patreon.com slash podcast to see what life means to me. And now, without further ado, I give to you this week's episode of SUP. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, you. Lara Marie
0: like Shane Hall. Yeah. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it ease, I hope he kicks up. Love with the beat, here we go so in. Then we go with a friend, you'll be both in. Hotel
1: chilly. Hi everyone. It's me, Lara, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. Back by popular demand, I must say. (laughs) It's the one and only Tierney Finster. Yay,
3: thank you. I'm glad you saw my likes of any comments suggesting (laughs) I return to the podcast. I kept careful.
1: I'm in the business of giving the people what they want.
3: Thank you for wanting me. I definitely <laughs> wanted to be back.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're an essential part of this podcast and like the Vanderpump Rules like viewing experience.
3: Yeah, and I I had a chance to get in the game with them uh, since I've last been on. So did you? Well, well I today. had encounters. Oh, okay. You you know. I, I was called an insult by a cast member, but I don't want to jump any guns. Oh yeah, we won't
1: jump the gun. <laughs> we'll we'll get Just to saying. it. Just saying. All in good time. Du- <laughs> I oh, earned yeah. my due. You have earned your due because we did. I forgot. It's been we so long, so much a has happened.
3: Cunt. What's it called? Yeah. See, see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> we should call it what it is. We hit up cunt. cunt. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: premiere party in L. A. Yes,
3: definitely a
1: very VIP affair. It was
3: short lived, but I know super sweet.
1: It was great. And it was there that James and Billy Lee had some words for you.
3: Yeah. Or did
1: Billy Lee, she mostly was like...
3: She was sort of part, she was an accessory. Yeah. And it began with a loving, joyous relationship with James. He was encouraging me to dance and film and gave me even a little bit of compliments. And Mm -hmm. then... We took a photo together, and he wanted weed, and my friend had the joint, so he gave it to. I asked, you know, for it. We all hit it. James keeps it for a long time. Billy Lee had already walked by us, leaving the party outside, and um, got into her lift with like some partner who I won't describe in any more detail. And then uh, James knocked on the window while carrying the joint and like gave it to her and was saying famous shit, famous shit. Wow, as to really, you know, be famous rebels and smoke the joint in the lift and also to like take it from me. And then anyway, we were making kind of a joke to him like, oh, he wanted to keep the joint and I wanted Nico to take it back because he's not a fan of the show, doesn't know much about the program. There was a lot left, honey, just get your weed, whatever. Yeah, he was uh, he was being generous. Exactly. And then like I got in the car and he's screaming that we were peasants and spit on the car and I didn't realize he spit on the car. Yeah, and before he did that, I had made a joke being a little tipsy. Well, I would make this joke anytime, but because it's just fact of life that I have mm-hmm. a lot of weed influencer, like, you know, abilities, yeah. mm-hmm. and was like, babe, we'd be happy to provide you more product through some of our fam- favorite partnered brands, but you got to just give him back the joint right then. And he was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't be trying to collect this joint. And I felt like, it felt like going to the Disneyland, like going to Disneyland and then getting um, to stay in the hotel and having breakfast with the characters in the morning. Yeah. It was exactly like that because like in reality, getting called a peasant or being, you know, mocked for your like inability to fork over the weed would be bad, but. And for Nico it was just sort of neutral bad, but for me it was sort of a delightful neutral. You yeah. know what
1: I mean? It's a rite of passage. What
3: else would James Kennedy be yeah. up to?
1: It's like you took the picture with Goofy.
3: Exactly. And like got and Minnie did. Mouse's autograph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like signs. Sheena Marie and her mom, who I was thinking is like her favorite
1: sidekick is Eric. Dude, she
3: is the Kimmy to Sheena's Anna Nicole Smith, like mm-hmm. cousin Kimmy. Yeah. I was loving that she was there that night. That felt special. <laughs>
1: that was special. And Sheena looked great that night. And
3: Sheena was really cool. I got to say, like, I mean, is Sheena really cool in I, That shocked me. Who knows? But she is. She felt very warm and like, I don't dare I say grounded in comparison to wow. what I see play out on the show
1: i was at tom tom a couple weekends ago and sheena came in very briefly Mm -hmm. and she spoke with tom and ariana who were i was sitting at the same table as they were and sheena had just i think either come from or was going to recita oh my god And I was like, Dude, "This feels so right." I was
3: so excited just to see the Valley in this week's episode in Studio City. But mm-hmm. if I actually got to catch one of the Vanderpump cast in Rosita, a favorite suburb, it would be so special to me.
1: I feel like if you stick around the Valley long enough, years from Someone's now, they'll gonna, be there. Yeah, they'll eventually. I plan to. End up so, there. yeah.
3: Lucky me. I mean. I'm surprised, like one of them doesn't have. A, if one of the, if they were smart; they would already have a fucking house in the valley. Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? But they're WeHo babes at heart. I've been to the apartment where they live.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I tell Brian this. I tell my boyfriend <laughs> as we're watching. I was like, "Do you know? Well,
1: oh yeah, you have. Do you
3: know what I'm saying? I've not mm-hmm. been to their apartments, but to truly know the ins and outs of this sort of like." wide, oblong apartments in West Hollywood that they live in just kind of, like, yeah, it satisfies me. I like feeling so intimate to their experience, but it's also not an
1: experience I would want. No, it's like you get to live in the universe somewhat, but, Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to deal with it.
3: And that's why when I'm, like, coming over to do this and I'm, like, on Melrose and see all these sort of stores or restaurants that I really just would never thing to go to um new hollywood if you will i now i'm kind of interested in wondering like where they've gone or
1: where they might be <laughs> i know they're but i feel like though they will always choose like they've upgraded their restaurant choices yes yeah. but like they're still existing in some like restaurant in either world that i can't like that I wouldn't go to, yeah. nor would anyone that I like trust their tastes go yeah. to. and
3: it's not even because it's like, at least in my experience and I would even say ours, it's not like in a pretentious way. It's like they just go to
1: weird places. <laughs> they like you know weird shit. I mean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they have more money than me or anyone else I know right now. That's what I'm saying. So, like, they could go to Sunset. <laughs> well, that's why Tower. I don't know why
3: they don't have a house in the valley. No,
1: yeah, <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm Audrey like, they have this shitty but ass they apartment. Still, decide to go to like Mona Lisa or wherever the <laughs> fuck know. they were. Going.
3: Dude, I kind of want to jump the gun, but they even had an old Hollywood night at somewhere that looked to be in Koreatown.
1: It was definitely yeah. I think the the clientele I noticed seemed like casual, like they were all wearing like jeans and hoodies, and yeah. then those, I thought they were going crew, to Musso and
3: Frank. I thought I know. it was going to be like an actual. Why not? You're already in Hollywood, babe. Why well, don't you stick? Can the you old Hollywood film at Musso
1: theme? and Frank? Probably not. True. I know. So that's like I give I yeah, give yeah. them credit for they that. Just gotta where it's do like what
3: they can, but it's
1: like you. How would about not, age
3: out of a fucking theme then? Yeah. <laughs> Go out. Guess
1: what? You can have <laughs> girls night and not dress up like some Shirley Temple hooker. You know
3: what I always say, but I used to think this is just about Brittany, but it's about all of them is that they're always, whenever they dress up, it looks like they're dressing for Christmas. Yeah. They love velvets and heavy sequins. And, and a and dark
1: like, lip. Dark
3: lips. Lace. And champagne color. Like the lightest color they use is champagne. It's just also wintry god for it los angeles really wintry
1: but i was it's like more that than just was yesterday summer. or yeah. whenever yeah they should really take a page out of the gaga handbook and start doing like slouchy menswear
3: Ooh, like
1: they could really use like a little masculine Ariane's the touch. only
3: one that plays with stuff like that and mm-hmm. sometimes it works out really good for her and even in the old hollywood motif her like I appreciate her revealing like revealing red look was
1: flamenco dancer, yeah. <laughs> bordello <of> blood. <laughs> to look. me,
3: that was the masculine <laughs> menswear.
1: When I saw the like ruffle on her sleeve, that's made me appreciate really it know. more. Yeah,
3: she's doing share.
1: Uh, yeah, I was shocked.
3: They all just look. I'm obsessed with how they look like.
1: They yeah, all they look, look like how I. <laughs> Used to get dressed up when Winter I would have formal. to go to my dad's office Christmas party. Yeah,
0: that's
3: like right. put a beret in my crushed hair, crushed velvet, like weirdly silver and fake diamond tiara, like um,
1: berets. Raquel looked kind of hip. She looked a little more hip.
3: Yeah, but she came in with that jean jacket. The okay. jean jacket was downplaying Raquel's her glam eyelashes. <laughs> make her (laughs) seem as though she's perpetually rolling on ecstasy.
1: She probably is.
3: (laughs) Maybe that's why she's so forgiving.
1: She's so forgiving and so just like wide-eyed.
3: And I don't say this to like, I'm not definitely not mocking how any of them specifically look per se. I'm just loving an analysis of beauty trends, beauty styles, presentations, and I think for people with as many resources and sponsored services as that, um, they have just crazy weird tastes. They have really bizarre
1: tastes, but I love seeing it play out, and I yeah, like and like sh- and you I go enjoy. And forth. Yeah, and you know what? They're on a public platform, and this podcast. It's our job to say what. Honey, we you feel. serve the look. <laughs>
3: And I evaluate it. Yeah, I would love to do makeup with any of the Vanderpump Girls.
1: So that sounds like a good deal. And I feel like they could really benefit <laughs> from some of that, especially Katie, because her lip liner was really—it was actually killing my soul. It took me out of the scene.
3: <laughs> One time, I thought that I was too harsh about Katie talking about the lipstick choices and stuff. I think the first time you invited me on this podcast, and um, I don't. I no longer regret any it that. of that. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> like the the mixture of the accessorizing the lip color and the pointed serious voice when really you know, like when they're yeah. during that whole girl's night, I feel like she gets into like this very um I'm like who? disciplinary tone. Yeah. That is both a hushed weird thing and i just cannot honestly this was one of the worst episodes of vanderpump rules i ever watched this
1: is actually <laughs> i worst. agree it was maybe the worst episode <laughs> of vanderpump rules i've ever seen at the end of it i was i found myself filled with rage yeah. i was like how dare you put me through this <laughs> i know how dare you i've given you so much
3: exactly we've
1: all given you so much and, and there's this so is much what magic at turn? play yeah there's so much they could be doing other than what they the bullshit that was that pulled in this to. episode, and that's going to be dragged out the now whole fucking for time. like a, for at least like three more episodes. I can't. I mean,
3: thank God Tom Tom opened so that we have something to look. I haven't been there yet, so I'm going to see it on the show. And
1: I know, but this was like it truly. This episode had such an overly produced feel, and like just it was absolutely every scene it Was like. I felt tortured by the end.
3: What really, what I noted as like the jumping shark moment for Mm -hmm. me was seeing Raquel be taken seriously in the (laughs) testimonial and really be given a platform and a voice in a more significant way. Mm -hmm. That was the most offensive moment of it to me because Raquel is somebody who last season was actually one of the best little gifts of the show. She's like, a dogberry, Shakespearean, lighthearted, joy, yeah. jester, clueless.
1: She's like the cherry on top of like yeah. a delicious hot fudge sundae. Yeah. And I don't like, want a bowl of cherries. Much sweeter than the other element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want the one cherry.
3: Exactly. I cannot deal with really having to hear her contextualized reality because she's frankly not existing in it. No, And I mean, I'm into her doing Pilates in Saratoga, or wherever the <laughs> hell is Pleasantville or like <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Where does she live? But I don't know. I'm into some of the aspects of her life, but I just feel really sick in that, seeing how she's being incorporated.
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh, unfortunate. I think for me the jumping the shark moment was including like Teddy from Real Housewives with her plea to like hire her brother. I got excited there. I did. I so was produced. kind of excited yeah, yeah. but I was also just like god like there's can so we not. There's so many
3: people. Yeah there's so whom...
1: many people in this world like, brought, like do we really yeah. need to pretend that a melon camp offspring is hard up for cash and needs a I job at cackling. sir? I mean
3: it's just ridiculous because what I can't wait to see is who this brother is like why why do you want to do this bruh
1: yeah i mean i guess why what are you trying you to launch want to? but yeah what are you trying to launch
3: he's like i really like this
1: restaurant <laughs>
3: <laughs> what if I work
1: no here? one in there also no one in their fucking right mind would a- apply yeah. for a job at sir at this point there's a lot of nice restaurants in la there's a lot you could even apply you for pump. You make one a lot pump, of money, yeah. Uh, dump. Uh, dump. <laughs> uh, pump. i <laughs> is I'm gonna start calling dump. pump dump. <laughs> Pump's a dump. Sir is now like blur, blur. to me and pump is dump. Tom Tom. Tom Tom's still cool. Nom nom. Yeah, nom nom. I love it there. I've been there seven times about to go and ape Like, yeah. I stand. Okay, so let's get into this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, it begins on a really high note with James taking to the streets of I'm West Hollywood. I'm, I'm a star. star. I'm a star. I'm a star. <laughs> He's not wrong.
0: No,
3: I was like, cool.
1: He is a star. He's compelling. Yeah. I'm here for it. But he crosses a major line and he body shames Katie.
3: I love how you act like you coincidentally invited me on here. <laughs> Just like you coincidentally invited me on when Jax watched BBW porn. <laughs> I
1: thought she I wants that me to bring I my body like, politics here. going to think that I'm doing the, like some calculated move I'm to get body. But you know what? I'm the honored. universe is bringing us is together to, this to, to discuss these important issues. And to literally cultivate truth. Yeah. <laughs> um oh my god it's it was horrible i mean that's not okay to say to anyone of course not. but i'm also like i really katie have an eye roll the katie of it all of like katie being the like body positive one just because she's like 10 pounds heavier than the other girls
3: yeah and it's like it's really hard to judge anyone's experience of that but we obviously know that the women on the show prefer to be skinny. They enforce all sorts of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Words like, it's so funny because even when you brought up Teddy Mellencamp, I was thinking how like I don't believe in diet culture or like diet narratives, especially on social media where mm-hmm. so much bullshit gets propagated as like helpful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, services or whatever elixirs, but then I also low key want Teddy Mellencamp to keep me accountable. <laughs> I'm like, what magazine can pay for me to-, <laughs> to hire Teddy? As if it's like the 60s and I'm going to be on assignment for life with Teddy I love Teddy that, Mellencamp. yeah. But yeah, I mean... It's and a- also it's she's part of it too because she's like she used to be a lot heavier and now she's skinny. Teddy so, did? Yeah, she was like oh, I didn't know that she was almost a hundred pounds heavier. So that's Whoa, like it's pretty okay. interesting. Everybody loves to see somebody that's truly ripped, yeah, like actually be fat before. Yeah. And anyway, that's off topic, but just like all of these people's body politics are so murky that for anybody to take the position, you know what I mean, of like
1: Yeah. And I just like I get like I've been like called fat by someone before and it sucks. It like sent me into a spiral and it was like a whole thing. And I don't think that that's right for him to do that. I think that's really disrespectful, but I'm just like something about Katie being like the face of like body like, positivity just, like, makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't feel authentic to me. Well, she
3: just wants James fired. Yeah, everyone just wants James yeah. fired. And, I mean, I do They're think kind of like
1: jealous haters.
3: Oh, they definitely are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do think that, like, in a workplace setting... You shouldn't say that kind of stuff. I mean, stuff. I've definitely been called fat by a million strangers on the internet or, like, I don't know in a kid way probably but like could you imagine somebody at work really <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're like hey clocking into your like yeah. office
1: job and then someone's like, like what you, you shouldn't wear those shorts darling they <laughs> yeah. so flattering I know. and then flicking their cigarette but, at you like
3: that is so real because I'm sure plenty of fucking people have thought that about me especially walking into like large offices where I don't know I'm there doing something a little bit more creative than everyone else yeah Lucky me but, but like that's saying that and thinking it, it
1: are two different exactly. things. Exactly.
3: Oh, yeah, totally. So that's why. But I mean, you think you people who have insecurities think people are thinking that kind of stuff all the time. So for Katie, it is like a huge, you know. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure a huge fear realized or whatever, but. I did think it was fun to have Tom with the opportunity to like
1: <laughs> stand up for his woman. Yeah. Take a stand for, for once. once. Everyone's yeah. always
3: calling him a pussy It's stuff. <laughs> so funny. I mean, I thought it was hilarious how he approached James, but James didn't actually mimic the call and response Tom wanted, which was Katie's not fat. She's sexy, sexy and, and luscious. luscious
1: and Beautiful, yeah. He goes, Say it, and then James <laughs> is just silent for like 10 seconds. And he goes, She's beautiful,
3: she, yeah. He's like, I know, <laughs> <laughs> but and also, like, it feels like a loss when you don't get the person to
1: say it, yeah. When you, say, say it. When you say, Say it, when you say, Say it, and they don't say it, you and better then make them say yeah, it, yeah. Like, then it's up to you then to like force, yeah. And then if you just walk away, it's almost like, I What could was the point? James
3: easily get James to me, <laughs> to oh, you say could it.
1: <laughs> for sure. We both could, I know, like. Tom, like I just have a problem too with like it's like, okay, well, Tom Schwartz is now gonna step into this role of like he's standing up for his wife, and like he's really learned his lesson, and I'm just like, I roll at that too. It's
3: also eye roll, and this isn't something that is extremely emphasized in the show it often it, like compared to other things, it could be have been exploited more, but it's also always the eye roll when we're supposed to like. Clap men for celebrating their not size zero wife or girlfriend.
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that was a very like that meme that went around. With the like, it was like, I love my curvy curvy girlfriend or like, "I, I love my curvy wife. And it's like, Okay, Great. you can just be like, don't talk to my wife like, like that. Like, tons
3: of people want to fuck everybody. Yeah,
1: every, like, there's someone. <laughs> that's my
3: truth. There's someone
1: for everyone. Yeah, but
3: also, even beyond that, there's a ton of people who want women with all sorts of bodies. And that's just, like, a cultural myth that we don't allow, especially on television and shows. So, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's hilarious. And that's part of this, like, why Katie's feeling a sort of feminist. You know, positioning from it all too, because she's an example of like, she wants to be the curvy wife. I think it is probably an anxiety relieving approach to doing the show where instead of getting having to feel constantly in conflict about being insecure or feeling fat, Mm -hmm. and literally last year we already had, what's his name? Bobby Lee, right? Or, oh yeah, like call her fat. Heavenly. Heavenly. Sorry. Bobby, trendy, you're thinking Kevin of Bobby trendy and
1: Kevin Lee who are like two sides of the two. same coin yeah
3: I mean the flamboyancy of their
1: design taste yeah confusing
3: <laughs> I'm glad we got to mention so
1: many and I Nicole love like a doppelganger so situation where it's like you're so specific but then there's like another one of you that's like exactly like I would the love same to meet vibe. the other me yeah. yeah same I'm looking to meet the other me
3: Gemini you have one out there
1: <laughs> also like I kind of call bullshit on like fat still being like a bad word. You think? Kinda. Like, I mean, but you it has know the negative... way he's saying it is. Well, yeah, bad. the way he's saying it is like meant to be like an insult. Bad. But I'm just like, how do you like reclaim that and or take like the power out of it or something yeah. like that?
3: I mean, I don't really know. Like, I don't I think I use the word fat, but I don't like it's not to say, I don't think I've really stripped emotion from it either, though. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like, I don't wear, but it's also part of the culture in which we live where when we do take certain powers out of certain things, we immediately like commercialize and commodify it to be something lame. Yeah. So it's like, to be
1: like an Instagram do I cause. use fat
3: as a word, as a descriptor about myself more regularly now than ever before? Yes. Do mm-hmm. I feel like chill and like just... Descriptive about that or whatever Sure but like to me the reason I feel I don't know there's so many shirts That are like fat babe Just like Katie's feminist shirt you know Mm -hmm. what I mean And then sort of like it makes me Feel alienated from the word just as I wanted to be alienated from it before.
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, totally. For a whole different reason. I can't really imagine anyone would love to like rock a fat babe shirt. But
3: there's tons. And that is like part of like, what you're saying, though, is like, oh, should we reclaim it?
1: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm just interested in like what like that process even looks like or what it would be. Because I can't like I don't.
3: But I think you also have a different relationship to it because you are being, like, you've been called fat. You've been, you know, every, most yeah. women of all sizes have some sort of fat shaming experience Mm -hmm. but it's like it's a little bit less of a solidified identity when you know that it's a perspective or emotional type thing Do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you know that you're not fat or like never really have been fat Mm -hmm. right but you doesn't mean that you're not made to feel fat or whatever
1: yeah or have negative connotations that go even beyond like what the word fat means yeah yeah
3: so i don't know i mean it's also body like to put a little bow on the whole Katie thing, it's like when you talk about her as being an interesting voice of body positivity, there's a lot of critiques of, oh, who gets to have this conversation and we don't want to call anybody out of the conversation we want to call people into it Mm -hmm. which i do believe in but at the same time so many of the people who get to be the best most successful lucrative monetizing body positivity advocates are like like katie a size 10 or 12 like katie's not a 14 you know what i mean katie's not shopping in plus size stores do you know what i'm saying so it's sort of like chill great but i want to be a fat reality show sex symbol already and then i should be able to get to have the body positivity storyline do you know
1: what i mean yeah i mean like it's very telling like lisa does not employ anyone that would be considered no like there is no one like on the show or in any of her restaurants that would be that would like qualify under that
3: exactly and also i mean the thing with katie that we all want to allow growth as we should you know what i mean like mm-hmm. when reality shows even as produced or manufactured at times as they are like documents of real experience to some degree so sure have we seen all these characters have some degree of emotional like development over these years sure but i think it is so minimal in some cases <laughs> that it just sort of feels disingenuous when we have people who have definitely propagated like super pro skinny you know very narrow standards of beauty Stassi was you know mocking Jax for watching BBW porn whatever it's just all hilarious like that this is and this is something that has kept me as somebody who is largely a politic, get it like politicized person <laughs> like from even really addressing ideas of fatness in a so suit. like sociocultural way like this because it seems like that oftentimes even though there are things like fat people earn less money or fat people are perceived as lazy and unsexual and unhappy and all these negative things that aren't necessarily true it's like it's a social experience or like category that doesn't have the same kind of repercussions or vulnerabilities as so many other identities so Mm -hmm. it's like i'd see how people especially like sup people or um you know, calling out the show also for not actually having much actual queer representation for being a WeHo pride, you know, aligned show. And it's kind of the same thing where it's like, it's very safe for like a size 10 white girl who has been called fat to be the voice of Me Too, Time's Up, Body Positivity, all in two episodes on this show.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So Katie's now just like trying to be, like, the woke princess. Gloria Steinem, Gloria Steinem of Vanderpump Rules. And I remain... And that's why she
3: uses that tone I was speaking It is about. her
1: serious, like, it's woke tone. she was tone. an actor. Yeah. Do you know
3: what I mean? So she's, like, A
1: performer. performer. Yeah. She's being... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she does, like have yeah. more of a confidence when it comes to her vocabulary now. Cause you yeah. remember like drunk Katie used to always like misspeak or say like the wrong word. And now she's using like big words like derogatory and misogynistic. And like, she does it like she says them over yes. and over cause she's had to teach them to herself.
3: Exactly. We hear it,
1: but like, we get it. Like, let's move on. Uh, you fucking narc.
3: <laughs> Katie, if you want to do a nude body positive shoot with me, <laughs> I'm here for it. If you want to really show the world what body positivity means, I love that. Let's get in combo.
1: Body positivity challenge. Laura might think you're a faker, but <laughs> <laughs> challenge. James says that he was having the best day ever, so, and then it life. turned into the worst day of his fucking life.
3: <laughs> He was saying something so funny to me, like he was being like boom, boom, boom. It was like boom, 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 it was. boom, 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 rest.
1: boom. I had the best fuck. I had the best day ever. And then it was the worst. Day then it of was the life. worst day. And Raquel, frankly, she doesn't know what to believe.
3: Oh my god, she needs more proof. I was like, what does she need? The condom? Like, what does she want? Yeah. Videos? Like, does she want the tape that like?
1: But wouldn't Jackson
3: there face style be
1: like a ton of text messages? Like. I don't but think
3: anyone's... What like- proof do you need besides everybody telling you something?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't under- think she even cares, She's really. like, I
3: think they were coming for me more than you to James the next day when it's like, in what situation do you think people telling you that your boyfriend who you just moved in with and probably do a bunch of weird like i could see her like secretly paying for a bunch of shit or i don't know just like supporting him in some way i think it's
1: like even if it's just an emotional support and maybe like a beard in some cases or like something to distract from like the logan storyline that happened last season and like she's very like pretty and like you know, she's like a confirmation of his, like, sexual Masculine. prowess yeah, and yeah. masculinity. Well,
3: she said, bottom line, I want to be with James. Like, she, like, yeah. heard it all. was like, bottom line, I want to be with James. Which yeah. is like, oh, So it's like,
1: there's not much you can do you when you when someone comes at you with that argument. It's like Britney when she was like, I just love him and I want to be with him. And it's like, they don't care at the end of the day but if I they're think dating a cheater or not.
3: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, like, the way we talk about Jackson and Britney is so judgmental clearly as it should be you know as as it evidences itself to be worthy of given the show but the reality is plenty of people have relationships that have huge things that have happened
1: or trust issues or i don't you know what i mean yeah like, people and do- infidelities, like that's not out of the norm by yeah. any means but it's just the way that they handle it where it's like all the lying and then like the disrespect that come that's like around all of that yeah it's more problematic than like actually sleeping with someone else
3: exactly just like how I think raquel it's really hard to risk i mean i don't want to say respect her, but it wasn't just the cheating that was there for her to listen to. It was all the ways that James was speaking, right? Which it's like, once again, as packaged by Katie for like this whole arc, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm less interested in that, but I'm really interested in Raquel normalizing like, I was just laughing, like, next to my boyfriend thinking, imagine if he was really just being, I was like, have you ever spoke like that? He's like, no, just like, this fucking whore, like, ignore the fucking whore, whore. Tell that whore to yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's
1: like, whoa, you're so mad. But also it's like, James, I think the bigger issue here is that James is like, has deep substance abuse problems yeah. and, like, crazy mommy issues. And, yeah. like, that's why he hates women so much and, totally. like, defaults to, like, whore, like, he body thinks shaming his mom and all of is that.
3: like... He's, like, one of those people that thinks his mom is a whore for not being with his dad when his yeah. dad wasn't rich.
1: And we've seen, like, the mother-son dynamic. Like, yeah. it's fucking one of the darkest things ever yeah. about Vanderpump Rules. So, like... And one of the sexiest. <laughs> it, it, it's both. <laughs> and... That would be such, like, a more interesting conversation to have than, like, posturing about these, like, other issues. Like, yes, they exist, but, like, let's go deeper. Like, that's not... Who who the fuck cares? I don't care that James, like, called...
3: Everything has been a repeat.
1: Yeah. It's just, like, let's... They're doing, like, what The Bachelor does or something, where they, like, recap a whole bunch of shit that happened in, like, the episode before, and I'm yeah. just like, let's Moving move on. on. Where's the action? Where like,
3: not somebody getting a tan or Botox? Yeah, like, I would wait. Where's Lala piercing? this yeah. episode?
1: Right? What yeah. is with that? I don't know. I Maybe I'm just, something
3: like, happened.
1: That I would happened. rather see them like shopping for swimsuits. Wait, and no talking about.
3: I miss Lala.
1: Yeah. Lala was like the missing link of this episode. But also it's like. They could do any mundane activity. Like I don't need them to have these like manufactured set up conversations. It, you can literally like hear a director calling like action, and then they like start speaking to each other. I'm just like, I'm irritated.
3: I mean, yeah. For me, Raquel, this episode was even worse than the '80s. Moment, yeah,
1: the thing of last week, <laughs> Raquel goes, she's talking to Hope, and she's like, "He broke your heart, like he does." She knows her man's a heartbreaker, <laughs> and then is a really good line where she's like, "I mean, I love Raquel. Like, she just got out of college. Sheena that. just loves like Raquel's youth and beauty. I feel beauty. like I need to
3: be the big sis. Like, f-
1: Sheena, like no you. one looks up <laughs> to you. Like, <laughs> like
3: that. What's it? This gl- they're smug. Once again, the makeup motif for Pride with this like David weird glitter, but we ask, but not actually like applique on. Yeah, the eye.
1: this whole Pride.
3: And then also, I love when Hope was um, talking to Raquel right there, and she also modulates her voice to be like, I slept with him. We've been sleeping together for three
1: years. She's three years. (laughs) She
3: sounds like an old smoker.
1: (laughs) Raquel's like, Can I talk to Hope alone? And then Kristen's staying there, and she's like, Are you you, you okay? okay? Are you going to be okay? I hate this. I hate this. And then they (laughs) leave, and Kristen goes, Be kind. Like as though kindness is her number one prerogative in life. My Kristen, God, Kristen! My dude, everyone needs to get doing? a grip. It's also like Kristen's Kristen? so she's sober, so she's going into like oh, be really? kind mom mode. She's sober on this day because she needed to be sober to like get oh, hope in the door. Uh,
3: did you see how I stuck it? Like, whoa!
1: You're like this day <laughs> on this one day she was sober. <laughs> And then served up some nonsense. I just don't get
3: why we can't... As somebody that is truly so dramatic, I understand that maybe her relationship isn't in peril or something, but I feel like there must be interesting things. Like, Dodie in the world, there's so many possible conflicts (laughs) day to day. So why do we have to see this stupid shit like... We have to have her dragging herself into this, rela- this horrible, rebound, toxic relationship from so long ago. And I just feel that she resents James so much for getting on the show by sleeping with her and then becoming the star of it.
1: Yeah, and, like, I understand her urge to want to, like, take him down or make one man on this show, like, pay for their behavior. Because they never yeah. are held up to the same standards as she was in season mm-hmm. two. But it has to at some level be kind of like she's re-traumatizing herself every time she has to like confront James about something or like even really like deal with him or connect her life to him.
3: I would rather see her getting drunk and cooking the dog's meat despite her vegetarianism yeah same
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i just want like a fly on the wall perspective of all of their lives like i don't need this much like story the next
3: 80s like fake (laughs) packaging to be i love lucy but dodie and carter
1: (laughs) (laughs) stassi is talking shit about james and then he's right there and that was cool that was cool and then (laughs) Throughout this whole Pride thing and even like at different points in the episode, but specifically in Pride, Jesse Montana, Billy Lee, and Jeremy are lurking look every looks. shot. Yeah. Like the three of them are just standing there like waiting for their moment to like shine. It's uh, very bizarre. It hasn't come yet. It hasn't come yet. And honey, if it hasn't <laughs> come yet, it probably I would love never will. to see
3: Jeremy be a regular.
1: <laughs> would you rather have him be a regular than Raquel?
3: Yeah. Totally. Same kind of. Like, um, I really was thinking hard and long about how Jeremy could be used for some very interesting and irreverent plot lines that really, like, skewer masculinity, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and instead, he's just there with his top off all the time. He's there with his he- top
1: off and, like, a side pony.
3: He's, like, the epitome of, like, if I downloaded Tinder in West Hollywood, like, straight West Hollywood Tinder. Yeah, they're all the
1: epitome of that. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> James starts screaming teeny" at Jax. and then, oh, wait, Which wait, I love wait, it wait, when he goes down that. so funny. <laughs> oh, and he's like... Let me get a shot. Pumptini. And then tries to like pull, pinch Jax's like shirt and it's just like, oh, he's gone.
3: I love it too. And he's like, my mate, a grapefruit and soda. grapefruit and soda. You fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> I love it. And then he goes... Frolicking into the kitchen where Lisa is there and gives him
3: A stern. A stern
1: talking to. But then also How
3: stern was it though?
1: Not stern, because then she just turns to Raquel and she's like For the rest of the day you need to be in charge of his drinking. Make sure he doesn't drink a sip. I'm sorry to put you in charge, but now you are. Get him under and it's like no one on the show like understands addiction or like any part of it.
3: I could not imagine having seen James behave the way he did that I was describing, not even colorfully as it actually was at the beginning of this, like during See You Next Tuesday, to imagine that being something that happened one to three or whatever times a week mm-hmm. f- regularly for months this year. <laughs> it totally <laughs> exhausted and freaked me out about what's going on in production? (laughs) Like, what's going on with everyone? Because it was very erratic. It was just too... It was sickly behavior.
1: Yeah. That's, like, that's the bigger conversation is, like, this person is seriously, like, something is wrong. It's not like, oh, you're saying disrespectful things and that's the worst thing that's going on. It's, like, you are, like you are using too many drugs and drinking too much and you might need to like go to rehab or get sober or like we need to have a serious conversation yeah. about like your drinking and film that film that yeah but like an- let's have an intervention i would love an intervention <sighs> love in episode the mom, too, and the jam- brothers, yeah. little brothers, everyone
3: i mean the
1: yeah i just think it was
3: interesting how raquel was very adamant about not About blaming it on drinking and Mm -hmm. how I understood the reaction from Katie and other people there to be like, this isn't just about drinking because he's a misogynist or he's rude or, you know, otherwise, too. But at the same time, I loved Brittany making a big issue of like not blaming the alcohol because it was basically like you know, drinking's fine. (laughs) You know, like.
1: (laughs) Brittany's like, we all get a little drunk sometimes. (laughs)
3: She's like, we need to. I get it.
1: But. (laughs) Brittany has just such an eloquence to her. She's actually the best speaker on the show. (laughs) She's like, you gotta admit, he's done some real shitty shit. <laughs> I love it. She's really like leaning into her southern roots more now than ever. As she should because she's like, I'm
3: hot, I'm famous, I'm engaged.
1: Yeah, she's done it all. It is what it
3: is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is Britney the hero we never knew that we needed?
3: I feel Britney has the most legs of anybody on the cast right now in terms of entertainment career prospects.
1: Wow, I love that. <laughs> That's yeah. I don't know what to think of anyone because <laughs> I was so not entertained by this episode exactly. that I'm like, I'm giving up.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just I could see Brittany moving on to new crews and new groups and new presenter style, fandom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: A lifestyle. She's a brand.
3: Yeah, I think she's she successfully has brand built potential. her brand really quickly.
1: Tom Schwartz the next day is hungover and it's just like really gross to me. I can't. Wait.
3: This was, I, and I, actually, this was the first episode I ever fell asleep during. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Like, it moved into a sexuality kind of phase, and then sleep for me, Mm -hmm. and my person next to me, and then we watched it um, yesterday, like, from the part that I, he had already finished it, but then I had, (laughs) I made it, like, rewatch it, and I. I was like, hey, when we watched this scene, do you remember how it began a conversation about how neither of us really get very drunk with each other? Like, hardly ever, you know? Mm -hmm. Because he was basically being like, oh, you've never seen me really drunk? And I was like, yeah, I have, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, but I mean really drunk. And I was like, well, I hope I don't then. I mean, I I don't know, a wedding, something, like... Yeah, sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be that kind of drunk as somebody who I feel lucky that I get to have a fun relationship with drinking for someone that definitely like pushed things to the limit a lot as mm-hmm. a younger person. And anyway, so when we were rewatching that part, I was like, babe, I just want you to know this is what I never fucking want. Like this to me is the ultimate depression like, I
1: cannot. Yeah. Just like laying there, just like wanting to eat like shitty food and just being like, buh, buh, sweatshirt. You know, you're yeah. hot.
3: You're like, you're cold, but you're hot. The moo. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was I cool. Mean- <laughs> I like that I he like the defaults muumuu.
1: to like a dress when he feels like weakened.
3: Exactly. And not that I don't think that there isn't. I believe you can celebrate life as much as you'd like at any time. You don't need, to, I don't want to seem like, oh, I only think you can binge drink on weddings or birthdays or whatever. But it's just like, I think that like, if you're gonna, if I'm drinking to the point of developing a major hangover, I hope that I was having jubilant fun. Mm-hmm. And basically, they were all just like talking shit with one another in gendered groups and the same, you know what I mean? It's just the same. Old, it's like, yeah, the like hangover like is so the fun. Vanderpump way. Yeah. And I actually did, you know, holiday drinking vibes. I drank two nights in a row and I saw you in between that for just a minute and like, I felt so horrible for, like, three days after oh, yeah. that experience. And then I was feeling signed. I was just like, but that I was this is how the Vanderpump people feel all the time. Like, just, like, bumming around L.A. Like, one breakfast burrito, one joint, one cocktail to the other. Yeah.
1: Like, I could smell. I like it when I can smell the hangover on people. Yeah. But I didn't even enjoy, like, the hangover that he was serving. Because it was just, like, I felt like he was like being oppressive to me personally yeah. with like He's, his neediness the actor in yeah him. or
3: like maybe with just real k- vivid emotion
1: katie tells tom about james's antics and declares she's over the body shaming and the misogyny and then i just like mentally flash back to her like body shaming and slut shaming lala when she got like oh, topless yeah. in hawaii Anyways, there
3: it is. <laughs> Whoop, there it is.
1: <laughs> James and Raquel are building a coffee table or a side table of some sort. Ew. And their dog is so oh, cute.
3: Wait, I was, yeah, it's super cute, but how disgusting when they're talking about how the dog's really hyper with that whole environment and then the hyper dog. You know, it's just so chaotic.
1: They're like, their apartment like their whole aesthetic with this dog is just like it's like what vr being like a, in a vr experience yeah
3: it's sims
1: like it's not it's not like the good old days when like tom and Kristen were stuck in that shithole apartment and he's like struggling to build <laughs> like a 50 dollar coffee table from ikea <laughs> yeah where he's still Resides. That's what I'm saying. Why can't he? Where's house the in like? The where's the fucking like raw? There's like that's what this because is because they're fake. Yeah,
3: they're fake. They're on amphetamines and lash extensions and like I don't know. I like
1: the dog like treating Raquel like she's like a human chew toy uh-huh. because she like is <laughs> a human toy like, <gasps> he's like sometimes
3: he gets confused if i'm a real dog or not
1: (laughs) and uh, james says that hope is lying and they only had sex two and a half years ago before raquel lie
3: (laughs) she was always
1: around (laughs) and raquel's like if you cheated on me i just want you to tell me and he's like totally and then that's the conversation <laughs> that they have about that. Totally. And Peter calls to disinvite. <laughs> James what low thing. stakes is that? <laughs> Which Peter, you know, is like so excited that he to gets get to do that. One line he gets like. I think I heard through the grapevine that the cast only gets paid in episodes that they actually like show up and speak in. So Peter's like excited to have one paycheck this season for being on a show. We didn't
3: even see him. We just heard him. Yeah. But then later we see
1: him at his birthday. He gets one line at the birthday and then like one line later on.
3: I was really enjoying that. And I mean, I know that's your collaborator, Peter, but (laughs) (laughs) I was just feeling my writing partner. (laughs) I was like, what stakes could be lower than being disinvited to, to this Peter's, party?
1: <laughs> Peter Madrigal's birth and Carter—the two literal snooze fests of the show.
3: Carter, what is his deal? If he had any ounce of personality, they would film it. So. Yeah,
1: he is just like Guess an avatar. Not. He's like a hologram he's person, cute, but but like he's just like nothing.
3: Not as, at least as we, far as we know. <laughs> so,
1: so James is not even really like that upset. But then Raquel goes, Actions have consequences. Jen, I'm like, She you 'You're drinking, bad things are gonna happen.'
3: I hate the way she speaks, and you're doing it so well.
1: She wants James to stop drinking completely. Yeah, not even a sip of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I watched Raquel being live on Instagram making gingerbread houses.
1: Oh, my God. And
3: a lot of people were commenting, you're stoned, you're stoned, Raquel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did she address the rumors?
3: But so many people were saying it, and I was just loving it as though that was something worth commenting. You're like, repeatedly like it was such juicy gossip that raquel smokes
1: weed. <laughs> raquel blazes 24 7 i'm <laughs> yeah. sure i love being on a reality show as like saucy as vanderpump rules uh-huh. and then like in your instagram like lives you do like really innocent like baby things like Story build time. gingerbread gingerbread houses and like yeah yeah
3: underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals get more cool facts about united Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com
2: botox cosmetic out of botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you
0: for full prescribing information including boxed warning visit Botoxcosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300.
2: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.
0: Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash
1: post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
0: Laura, what's the first thing you do if you had a little more time in the day?
1: Mmm... I'd probably just spend even more time with Tony than I already do.
0: That's the best answer you could get.
1: I spend most of my life wishing that Tony and I had more time together on this planet.
0: It's scary to think about mortality and time passing. I do a lot of that.
1: Don't we know it? But you know what can help when it comes to obsessive, intrusive thoughts about the passage of time and mortality and the fact that all of our dogs will die someday? What Therapy.
0: Ugh!
1: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge.
0: Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp h-e-l-p dot com slash sexy unique
1: meanwhile at sir peter has his other line in the show which is just to act as like a hype man for vanderpump rose oh
3: wait oh yeah
1: this oh my moment,
3: god i'm obsessed at that moment he
1: holds up the bot. he's like and this is what everyone really likes and, and then like shows the label like, like to the camera uh-huh. essentially
3: and she's like it's like nectar
1: the nectar the golds, <laughs> and it's like okay to great. call it
3: nectar so casually is so gross
1: the word nectar is disgusting i to like me. how
3: you have this like nectar nectar it sounds like
1: necker necker nectar 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 it's There's kind of an bar. asmr yeah i word. like it but but thinking of nectar feels having like a commercial
3: thick. built into your reality show that's already a commercial for your restaurants
1: great I mean, it's run of the mill, yeah. But I'm also like, we could, you could just try and do that, like a little less explicitly. No, they could
3: have been drinking it with Teddy. Yeah, there she could goes, have been.
1: Do you want alcohol? And Teddy's like, no, 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 just tea <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like how this season it is noticeable how and I don't want to say I like it cuz it's unfortunate circumstances but it's interesting how as Lisa basically backs out of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that she is including more of her personal life specifically the arc with her having to deal with the aftermath of her brother's suicide mm-hmm. like you're seeing that play out more on this yeah. show like I feel like tr- in seasons past there wouldn't have been more than one
1: she doesn't talk about her personal life on vanderpump rules it's always like she's there to comment on other people's personal lives or like mix shit up with them but now we're having to see her like trot out her various alliances on this show
3: yeah
1: and get into her personal stuff which like i mean i have a lot of empathy for her like in the brother situation sounds awful but also it's like and come here to see that.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. That's why I bring it up, because I am a Real Housewives person, so I was pleased to see Teddy and see more of Lisa, but it's like, this isn't really what this is.
1: No, this isn't what but this But she show. is what she wants
3: it to be. Yeah. As Lisa I mean, tweeted, as the EP,
1: she gets to call the shots, yeah. but I'm just like... Someone needs to be, like, fired or demoted because something is just, like, not adding up.
3: They're on their high horse.
1: They're on their real high horse.
3: I know that you wanted to sleep with Sandoval's dad. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, you like
1: him? I love him. I have him and I know Sandoval's dad is hot. <laughs> I sure know you. <laughs> you do know me. Everyone gathers at the Belmont. Oh. Uh. For the birthday of a lifetime. if. (laughs) (laughs) Literally like seven people show up to celebrate the lives of both Peter and Carter. It's also like, why don't you just try having separate parties? I mean, it's just like an excuse. I love them going to this party to then not film anyone that the party's about. That's like we're yeah. here to film like Sheena and Adam show up and they're like dating whatever snooze.
3: Yeah, but then it's even more of a snooze that they don't even like they do address it because Brittany addresses it, but they didn't really give us the Sheena bit about it. Yeah, do you know what I mean, no, it's just pretty juicy. Like typically if a new relationship is being visualized, we're going to get commentary on it. And so I thought it was sort of strange that only Britney voiced that.
1: Yeah. And like we didn't get anything from Sheena being like, well, things with Rob didn't crazy. go well, but now I'm
3: single. I pledge like, to be I'm single, didn't. I know, but yeah. sometimes life grabs you
1: fast. It's weird. It's like we're focusing way too much on this like James and Raquel shit. And it's like, okay, well, that storyline has been wrapped up. Raquel doesn't care. So it like doesn't really matter so what it's anyone done. else you thinks. You all seem it's like done. crazy
3: codependent, like trauma bonded freaks. Yeah. Like, let's
1: talk about Sheena and Adam. Yeah. Now we're gonna cut to Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. Or let's talk to about Sandoval's dad and like have him like focus more on him. Like I am so done with like the bullshit. The bullshit. Give
3: us a story.
1: Katie's feminist shirt made me want to die,
3: especially because it was branded as a rock tee. It's
1: a (laughs) rock feminist on tour. Yeah. Yeah. It was like really fucking with my personal aesthetic.
3: (laughs) She got that on tour.
1: Kristen showed up with, like, a ton of balloons, which felt like a really insane thing to do. When you show up with the person, yeah, it is. (laughs) She showed up, maybe, yeah, and it was, like, then I like that they also incorporated that one Sweet Lady Jane cake that, like, everyone's had.
3: Exactly. I was seeing the box and thinking, actually happy that they had something good.
1: Yeah. And then (laughs) Sheena, what I did like, though, is, watching Sheena interact with Stassi because she's still so terrified of her after all these years. It's just like she doesn't... She can't even, like, talk in coherent sentences.
3: I could not believe... I felt, like, so disappointed with where their conversation was at. And, like, also Sheena's testimonial of being like, "Uh, yeah, am I worried that Ariana and Stassi are talking shit about me? Yeah, I am. Now that they're friends, I don't really know where I stand. It's like isn't she like 33 years old? I mean, I just don't get, how could you not know where you stand?
1: Also, I have to say and point out that like everyone is freaking out about the antics of a 26 year old and they're all like in their mid 30s. But
3: I also want to point out that I'm the same age as James and was thinking really feeling myself feeling (laughs) like very uh, not adult baby as I sometimes feel.
1: Yeah. Well you have like, you're pretty mature.
3: I'm not a muppet. I mean, to literally pander for compliments
1: about how different I am than James Kennedy for our age is <laughs> like, like, like a bravo. new low. But like, it feels pretty good. Yeah. No, and I'm like, okay, if my friends and I But that's like part of the logic of the show being challenged, right? Yeah. Like, that doesn't, like, it doesn't matter what he says. Like, because he's going to say whatever and do whatever. And it's just like, oh, okay, this person's fucking nuts. Like... Who cares? Why don't
3: they go have a life so we can film it and watch it? Like, yeah. it just feels like, but I wonder, and that's why I said, Oh, I can't wait for Tom Tom to open because even though it'll be, you know, it's at least that's something that's like a fun development in the lives of people we've seen versus repeating a like side characters, side drama that we've been knowing. Cause it's, he's been cheating. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then Sheena, I can't help but notice that her chin feels very sculpted now. Oh
3: Yeah. Her skin and chin. She has more of a long. It's feeling like long. It's right here. long,
1: but then it has like like sculpted oh. sides around like the bottom of it. It was interesting filler work.
3: She definitely looks. F- New every season.
1: She does. She serves like, she's like the Madonna of she, like she facial. Gives us facial realignment. Yeah, facial reconstruction. Which
3: is funny because saucy right before her conversation with Sheena, was saying, like, I don't wear bras, so I need to get a breast lift every year. Mm-hmm. And I don't know.
1: I was just thinking, like,. Probably will then. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's film that. Yeah, I'd rather see that <laughs> than this conversation. Right? They
3: all got so much work done. It's unfortunate that we don't get to see any of that. It's not I know fair.
1: it's really unfair, and, but it's
3: part of it becoming a less, a more self-aware program where so much of this like juiciness was about the like just plainness of so much of their grooming, partying. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then we really don't see a lot of that this season as of yet two episodes
1: i know peter tells Jax that he's back on the sir schedule <sighs> like i mean god. could we even
3: pretend that was the whole thing
1: yeah like
3: <laughs> like no <laughs> that's like
1: insulting yeah did one person at all watch this show and be like oh my god
3: i hope that Jax gets his job back he there needs was zero it. drama there
1: no the low stakes again Then Ariana and Stassi decide they're going to join forces and have a joint birthday party.
3: Okay, my makeup low-key looks like some of their makeup right now from their party, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. You have, like, a frosty eye. But mine
3: is actually better, even though it is kind of like... I wanted to make fun of the makeup styles of Lala and different Vanderpump characters today, but then I was like, wow, I did my makeup kind of bad, but then looks kind of good and looks like their party makeup it's good it's I like can't a can't deal with them
1: yeah it's too much and like when they flash back to like ariana not giving saucy the time of day i really miss those moments It was funny yeah it was funny because like you if you watch it was the from season one yeah like stasi did always like ariana and did totally. always want to be friends with her but ariana was just like you're a problematic like
3: you're a selfish immature bitch
1: yeah and i'm not here for it but like now,
3: Ariana's like blondes have more fun.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, I get that. And I do kind of like them being friends. I like I them hope because they, they are kind of like shenanigans. You they know know what I are I mean? the two they smartest. The,
3: and, I, and it's so funny when we say smarter, but I just mean literally capable of carrying a personality or storyline. Like that's why Raquel's part is feeling so bad to me because it's like she cannot play.
1: No. No. She's not playful.
3: And like Katie kind of can barely play.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Dodie only can
1: play one part.
3: <laughs> but Ariana and Saucy are both more versatile.
1: Sheena needs to get on like anti anxiety medication.
3: Doesn't she smoke a lot of weed? I don't
1: get it. She me? does, but like her entire like diatribe about like, I'm hanging out. Know, are they talking shit about me? Like I'm doing air. It. And it's I was, like, Calm literally,
3: down. one of the most toxic feelings that I definitely have felt is using two friends' increased intimacy as occasion to question how they're going to conspire against you in some way. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, I feel like if you, the relationships we have, if you don't expect the best from them, even though things could happen where something doesn't ha- you know, whatever. If you don't expect the best from people, then you cannot actually have a relationship so for her to really like even because to me that's so disrespectful to Ariana right as someone that really has been Sheena's friend pretty unwaveringly I think
1: for seven years yeah
3: do you know what I mean like Ariana's been better than she's had to be even and so for Sheena just because they're friends now to instantly be like and now I can't tell where I stand in Ariana's world it's like what
1: (laughs) but then Ariana reveals that they haven't even been hanging Hanging out out that much which Is interesting because I remember at the end of last season, I feel like a big thing that came up over and over on the podcast was like, why are they friends? Like, truly, what is like... Besides
3: joining the show. Yeah,
1: besides joining the show and like having been friends for so long, like what is the tie that binds them together? Because they seem so different from each other. It's just like, what is there? Yeah. So I guess... Maybe nothing. (laughs) Katie's having a girls night and Sheena is not invited.
3: Oh, I
1: know. It's just like, like, wait, I
3: was really feeling like if I was Sheena and found out that Raquel was there and not me, that's a new low. Yeah. Why didn't little sis call and invite big sis? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I know. Like, what is Sheena's like? I feel like Sheena's now being punished because she doesn't live in WeHo anymore. Oh, really? That's probably why she doesn't hang out with anyone. because She lives in Marina Del Rey.
3: Did she move there by herself? Yeah. That is so like um, South Bay of her in like a weird way.
1: It's weird. And I was listening to her podcast and like doing like doing the podcast recap for one of the bonus episodes. And she was when she announced that she had moved to Marina Del Rey. And she said that she moved there because she wanted to be closer to the airport.
3: Well, I did go to college at LMU with mm-hmm. Stassi, mm-hmm. not at the same time, but, um, and it was really close to the airport and it was pretty nice. I got <laughs> out of town really quickly those times.
1: <laughs> That's great. I wish her ease when it comes to travel.
3: <laughs> me too get those flights
1: um artisan cheese gallery studio
3: city laurel and ventura
1: it's a great restaurant that's
3: really my stomping grounds laura
1: i know that's right I mean, there i mean i not
3: tell you the number of places i go right there all the time
1: i love that stretch of ventura yeah i used to go to artisan cheese gallery all the time they have a great chopped salad mm-hmm. and then i was kind of slightly heartbroken to see that it's now being infiltrated yeah. By Jackson Brittany. It's
3: funny because I haven't been there forever, but yeah, I've been there for some cheese pickups, whatevs, platters with my aunts during the holidays. I never really was big on it there, but it's just a very iconic signage right there, and to know that once again they were so close to me and so far, it was pretty exciting. You know, yeah. I, I something that I'm not going to get into now is. I'm really grateful about how many Bravo celebrities I've encountered in the wild here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just trying to well more Vanderpump versions because in I've been in plenty of situations with proper celebs. And I really don't give that much of a fuck or I would never document. But with these people, I just basically jump into their arms.
1: It's exciting.
3: <laughs> yeah. That would be nice to I feel have so it comfortable.
1: be just like living your life in the Valley. And then all of a sudden Jackson Brittany show up it's to funny. do important business research. I'm
3: hungry, but even, and I like, like something I like about going to amusement parks, even more than going to them is just being able to eat like a jalapeno cheese stuffed pretzel or yeah. whatever. Like I like barked kind of whatever, my grandma's from Kentucky, like Brittany, rest in peace. And so I'm just saying it's shocking to me that I don't salivate for beer cheese more than I do. But when I was waiting for the visual. I know they've talked about it before, but I thought that they were going to bring out like a steaming dip that looked pretty like decadent and bomb mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl kind of way. And instead, they brought out like it looked like the fucking cold pressed garlic, all tight in the cold. It was like container. a
1: Trader Joe's container you know I mean? of like cheese. It was a pre-pack. It wasn't even yeah, like it made wasn't like at a restaurant the
3: restaurant. Created it? No. no.
1: It was like they bought it and then took the top off, peeled put the plastic it, back,
3: put, put a bunch of carrots around.
1: Like they didn't even think like, hey, we'll take it out of this and put it in like a little dipping bowl to make it yeah. look like it came from this restaurant. Duh. That was crazy. It was really weird. It was one of my favorite. That was maybe the highlight of the entire Jackson-Brittany-Take-Kentucky show Is. was the beer cheese moment where they just brought out a beer yeah. cheese from a grocery store at yeah. a restaurant.
3: It's so crazy.
1: So, Jackson-Brittany revealed that they're launching a beer cheese company called Mama's Beer Cheese.
3: And I told Mama we're going to put you on a map. We're going to put you on the map. On the map.
1: <laughs> so they have to do a bunch of market research, which that's where Artisan Cheese Gallery comes into play. Why don't
3: you just try a bunch of cheddar cheeses then? Why are you trying all these cheeses you know you're not going to
1: use? Yeah, like... You're not gonna buy some like expensive cheese and have that be the base for. Oh, this is the so I'm so sure. Where is Mama's beer cheese going to be sold? Like, how does one buy that? Like, you're not, it's not gonna be sold in like high end cheese stores, it's not gonna be sold at like Whole Foods. Is it just going to no, be sold at we don't like...
3: wanted we do there. It needs to be... A, it could be a, at Ralph's.
1: It's going to be at like a regular grocery market. store. And
3: that's more money, honestly. But then it's not because it's not necessarily more people buying it.
1: A beer cheese company. I mean,
3: it's definitely not like going the gastropub chic route of Tom Tom. But it could have fit into that kind of vibe. And I don't know if that's what they're trying to push by going to Artisan Cheese Gallery. But they're truly using like... Kirkland extra sharp cheddar which is fine so just go use it
1: but I'm just confused at like where they decided that there was like a gap in the marketplace that they needed to fill with beer cheese
3: that's what I'm saying though about Brittany's extraordinary brand potential she sees she sees the way snack foods (laughs) and (laughs) southerners
1: what if she like gets like crazily rich off of this beer cheese company she would be suitable for a biopic also (laughs) I feel like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why does Jax need to be involved in the beer cheese company at all?
3: Because she's using business as a way to maintain their partnership. True. Do you know what I mean? But I'm like, I... To act like she's My feathers money. are ruffled,
1: like the businesswoman inside of me. Uh-huh. It says, like, you need to cut him out of this partnership. Why should he get this money? You're the one that got raised on beer cheese this whole time. This is your recipe, your Ashley family. All, where
3: she's, where he's like, you wouldn't be on the show and you wouldn't have followers if you didn't fuck me, so... So I get a cut of the beer cheese, which honestly I'm fine with. I mean, not the in terms of the language I use to describe the dynamic, but <laughs>
1: <That's> like <laughs> in the biopic, that's how it would, yeah. that scene would go down. The biopic of Jackson Brittany <laughs> building the beer cheese empire that eventually leads to like a courtroom. Do you know showdown. the movie She
3: Devil with Roseanne yeah. and Meryl Streep? For some reason, I'm just getting massive Britney vibes as like she gets rich off the beer cheese and lives in like an estate like that in Kentucky where everything is. But this is all like kitsch camp dreams because really these people have such horrible taste that you could never actually have such a full fun.
1: I know, like I <laughs> the really production want, design would
3: have to be uglier.
1: Yeah, I need like Brittany. I want to like if we're gonna have to deal with this as like the Vanderpump rules that we're being served Universe, for like yeah. the next like twenty four episodes.
3: Whoa!
1: I would like to be put into a coma. Yeah. And then woken up in like 10 years when Britney has like divorced Jax and made it like huge. Yeah. And then just like Mary's let's live a in country that world. star, yeah, like,
3: Mary's a football player, and is like
1: Kardashian level famous yeah. and has like brought a whole new sense of glam to the world. Totally. Like I'm done with this, like, just this like bullshit. It's
3: such a bullshit thing. <laughs> Jack thinks it's a great undone. idea i know because him doesn't reacting cheese? <laughs> <laughs> i know and i was laying there once again with brian and he hates cheese i'm thinking like hella people bro like, lots of people don't uh, that's <laughs> Do you know true. what i mean it's such a vegan moment people are lactose people just don't some people don't like cheese
1: there was though when he said that i was like yeah who doesn't love cheese <laughs> <laughs> i wanted it i still wanted to try the gross one i know i mean the sad thing is like when i see this like i know to you know try. Buy it. I'm yeah. going to buy the beer well, cheese, but I wanna buy Jax's, just add X.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I draw a
1: line at like <laughs> chemical mixers. Uh
3: huh. Oh wait, that was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. They did make me want to
1: eat Taco Bell though.
3: Just their incessant marketing on Instagram for Taco Bell.
1: Yeah. I like thought about Taco <laughs> Bell more than I had thought about it in the long a while, time when yeah. I saw that. Uh, Jackson, Britney, then proceed to have a psychotic conversation about the dynamic between James and Raquel, which is like their exact it's dynamic. Just, which everyone, I guess, just, on this show suffers from like severe amnesia.
3: amnesia. I mean, they should have cut it to be like a beautiful
1: mirroring. Yeah. Like literally, like <laughs> yeah. where that's a thing, too, is like, I think that uh, is also a big problem I'm having with this season. Yeah. Is it, in past seasons, we've gotten like those beautiful moments where the editors just like troll the Have hell fun. out of them. Exactly. And like we, there was none of that in this episode. And there's been none of that really this season. Like, there's where are the editor trolls uh where's the humor where's mean? the humor yeah where's the law because i did where's not law entertainment the one law i had was james going i'm a star. i'm a, I'm stop. a star. i'm but a star." that's stop.
3: that's 0.3 seconds into the episode
1: yeah and then the laws <laughs> cease to exist but did, Jax did have a good descriptive sentence about raquel where he said the mouse falls off the wheel. Uh,
3: meaning that's her brain. Yeah. So he was talking about her brain. Meaning like
1: she's a big old dum-dum. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That was making me laugh.
1: That was good. <laughs> um, everyone goes to brunch at sir. And it's a great day because James is just DJing and Jax doesn't know how to make a vodka grapefruit. That- Cause what? What's it again? <laughs> vodka and grapefruit. Soda water. Sir? What? <laughs> and then Schwartz gives James the talking to And then James he can't not troll. And then he goes, "Everyone's making this a big deal, bigger than her about Katie." Which <laughs> I know. that was a that good was one.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's just like at least James knows how to be on the show.
1: Yeah, he's playing I mean? his role—the role, he the role that he, they asked they all him need to play. To play. Like, yeah,
3: it's not fun anymore. Like I don't know where was Lala? Maybe.
1: Lala's like on a PJ with Rand. Because she's fun. She's fun and like silly and flirty. Yeah. And gets it. And everyone else is like, I mean, Sandoval's dad is fun and flirty and gets it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, he's not even heavily featured in that. Wait,
3: Sandoval's hat?
1: Oh. (laughs) That hat was not okay.
3: (laughs) That hat was a circumference of unspeakable (laughs) proportion. Like,.
1: That ha- I just like that was Joanne. Jo- that was Joanne. His <laughs> Joanne moment. He's like, take my hand. <laughs> Kristen's hair in their girls' night is giving me a lot of feelings, like thoughts, emotions. She just like has a really tough time when it comes to her hair. She
3: has a tough time with it all.
1: That look, the whole look <laughs> I mean, was the, not great.
3: He dress horrible. They look horrible.
1: But like horrible. a little ringlet curl Shirley yeah. Temple hair that is like, cute. it's not the answer. No.
3: I mean, it would be cute if it was actually that too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if imagine her with like proper texture or something.
1: Yeah. There, it was just like really. Saucy
3: looked good last night. In the last, Sorry I was there with, I was, like, I was there with Stassi? them Last,
1: <laughs> last
3: night uh, At the Belmont During girls night Saucy looked really pretty Because there. The truth is There are so many styles Of makeup And that's what I like about it And that's why I do like to talk about Their different styles Is there's different approaches Or it's like Oh you have super Beauty blogger makeup Or you have just Very natural You know Eco makeup Whatever Yeah Saucy compared to All of the super Instagrammed out Makeup styles And then like Dodie and Katie's just sort of missteps. Um, Saucy looked really,
1: really pretty. Yeah, she looked, she looked great.
3: classic and like...
1: Um, I mean, I didn't love any of their looks like that much, but I also was like, okay... Not the clothes, yeah. What are like... I would just wish that they would go to like a very nice expensive restaurant. Like on Housewives of Beverly Hills, they eat out at nice places.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's like,
1: yeah, like, like I named- even if you'd gone to like Toca Madera in those outfits, it would have been a little bit better than like going somewhere where everyone else is like casual and you guys thought it would be really fun to like get crazily dressed up and then like go out to like a sports bar. I'm just like yeah. unclear on like what's that's what fun I about mean, that.
3: Like I know I said Musa so Frank, but you could just go a number of places in L.A. that have some sort of. Affiliation with, with the theme. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and
1: because I personally would not want to go through all the energy to get that dressed up to then go to a sports bar.
3: Hell no! I also think that like the, the way they looked, like I don't know. I want <laughs> I want my own styling.
1: Show it. I wish you I never would know style it them. Gift, but yeah. it is. <laughs> the guys are having a guys' night. Well, Sandoval has his shaker. Because every guy behind the bar needs a special shaker. It's
3: like, it's, he's so condescending.
1: <laughs> he's condescending, but then there was a good shaker troll where he's like, don't touch that, man. And then be careful, it's really expensive. And then he like shakes it and, and drops, drops it. it. Yeah. I like that too. And then I like Jax talking about in. anything
3: being expensive. It's so like, it's so I, like uncouthful. I want to
1: I like what they spend their money on yeah and then I want them to do that and like say and expensive. talk about it like if it girls night if if Christmas is like I spent a thousand dollars on this dress that would have made it interesting oh
3: totally like we need the fucking I need the, details. the sausage that's what it's all about yeah I and they're need trying to the act trolls. like <laughs> yeah
1: are they just like are they just giving they're- or have they wised up to like not giving the post production people things to troll them with, like or did they hire Impossible. a new post production team and say like we're, this stars, season, now. we're in Vogue they're stars now, we're stars. So we need to be respectful. We're brands now. Like what is happening?
3: And it's like if that's really what's gonna happen, you better bring in that second tier crew and troll the fuck out of them.
1: Yeah. Someone or, like, needs to get trolled. You know, so we
3: need to see someone just be
1: Because they're trying to make it seem like these people are organically like Funny and silly, like when Katie was pushing like the blender, and Tom was like, My head, Bubba, and then she like smirks and pushes it again. It's like, That's not comedy. And whoever thought that that was comedy needs to go to some sketch comedy training (laughs) and get on an Ariana level. (laughs) They should pay you, (laughs) they should pay you. Yeah, like, hire me as the comedy consultant for this show. Like, I wish I could be in the edit bay because this was, like, not okay. And I think... Like, there's no like quality control. They're gonna really control.
3: alienate their fan base because I feel like they have this too much of an awareness of maybe now they're really having clung to this idea that lots of people who have pl- are very talented themselves or whatever, like, obviously, like, us, like, love their show. Yeah. And it's, like, in some ways, they're wanting to bypass the the waiter reality show of it all and just become like their own real housewives Shaws of Sunset vibe. Mm -hmm. But even though even Shaws of Sunset has a lot of humor and editing trolls that they all know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, Yeah. It's just like a funnier show.
1: I'm also like, I want to know on like social media, like you guys, the readers, I need my readers to weigh in and like, are we like off base here? Are we on base? Like I need some like confirmation of the... The readers seem
3: to be more critical than we are. Really? I mean, I don't know about this episode, but because I watched the first episode and I was totally, I was sobbing, crying for Jackson Brittany. (laughs) And it was so funny (laughs) hearing you talk to Nomi about it and you come off so like... Cynical and she's trying to like defend like she's not trying to defend, but she's just sharing her experience. But then she basically has no words to describe why she would be
2: Emotional, crying at that. But like, I'm like,
3: love. <laughs> like like that's the only reason he would be crying about it. But I don't know. So and then when I looked at the group on Facebook, I was like, Oh wow, there's all sorts of angles being explored here that weren't I mean, not to say that I wasn't thinking some of it, but I love the dedication.
1: Yeah, you love their love. You love love. Maybe I'm just a bit of oh, yeah. Betty. I love
3: I love the love of anyone, and I love the dedication of your readers.
1: Yeah, I love it too. So yeah, fake or not fake, help me. <laughs> yeah, help me make sense of this world <laughs> that I've signed up Literally for, watching. and that has become such a huge part of my life. Right. Brittany invited Raquel to girls' night. Stupid, and she says. I know what it's like to smile through it all and really be dying inside. And I was Oof. like, same.
3: I could not <laughs> deal when Raquel's being like, he never speaks to me like that. She
1: says, he treats me like a queen. Except. Except when he's drunk.
3: I know. It's so <laughs> creepy. Yeah.
1: It's like, Raquel needs to get a clue.
3: <laughs>
1: Katie's pissed. She can't even handle Raquel being there, and she and the other witches is We of have to WIO go to the bathroom. To, they have to go to the bathroom, and they really just go to a bar. It's
3: so embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, this her is a, you're like mad at like a 23 year old.
3: Yeah, a little girl.
1: And then Katie has a moment but where Raquel's like, they're sits mad at down Brittany
3: for inviting her.
1: I don't think anyone can get mad at Britney because she's now like the queen bee of the show.
3: Yeah, which is sort of bullshit, right? Yeah,
1: like Britney... once
3: again, that power.
1: The power. She has the power. She She has the ring. She has the biggest diamond out Mm -hmm. of all of them. She's going to have a bigger wedding than Tom and Katie did. She is a man who's the alpha of the group, essentially. Yeah, Like, Britney is now... Calling the shots. It's Britney's show. It's Britney's show and Britney's world and we're all just living in it. (laughs) And that means that Britney gets to say and do whatever she wants with like no real honoring of the fact that like one year ago, this was your life.
3: Yeah. And it's like, it is all precip. It's like, she is acknowledging that, but in the most
1: weird way. In a brush off way. And acknowledging it. Because she can't not acknowledge it. Otherwise, it would be truly insane. But it's also like, let's just like walk it back and like relive like what exactly went down like
3: the videos or like the audio, the audio,
1: the like old woman caretaker situation. I
3: one time did drugs and stuff in a hospice room too.
1: Really? (laughs) Whoa.
3: At Coachella. At Coachella in Palm Springs? In in a
1: hospice in Palm Springs you party?
3: Someone was like, oh, we could stay at my family's like place, but they didn't say that the family was like on, the family member was on hospice.
1: In their home. Mm
3: -hmm. But then... (laughs) We were having fun and stuff, but, like, we would walk into the room and be like,
1: whoa. <laughs> With the hospice person there? Uh-huh. God, I hope I don't die like that.
3: <laughs> I was watching that, or, like, I was, like, filling someone in, and I was like, mm.
1: yeah. I want to know from other people, like, have you partied or fucked around, like, a hospice <laughs> patient? Like, because I feel like now, I was, now that yeah. I know two people in this world that have... <laughs> There's uh, for more the
3: record. Yeah. I mean, I was I think it was the second time going to Coachella, and I was like 17 years old. And the person that brought me there was somebody who was pretending to be much younger, mm-hmm. who was like in her 30s, but was pretending to be like my 22 year old friend.
1: Wow. Who came just as for the accommodations? Who
3: Whose hospice? it was oh. or who who had invited us to the hospice but then imagine collecting three random friends to all go party like all the people that were there with her weren't people who knew each other
1: yeah and then being like <laughs> we're partying <laughs> but at my not place say, yeah, not th- and then just there happens to be no but that's the, the situation thing with faith too where i'm yeah. like imagine being like sexting with someone and getting just like so horned up yeah. and being like come over like get over here right now big boy and then they you walk they walk in the door and it's just like someone's on life support in the corner but you're like just so horny you just got to fuck it out anyways yeah that's wild that's a wild need to party on that your friend's part, and a huh. wild need to fuck on Jack and <laughs> cool. Jackson part <laughs> I so to who, say- else, <laughs> yeah, who, who else yeah who else has been done so that? desperate to party and fuck that you did it around someone that's transitioning over <laughs> to the other side. Oh my
3: God,
1: write me <laughs> 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 raquel says that no one sees the James she sees blah I, I blah.
3: I mean, it's like, ugh.
1: Katie feels like she's, quote, living in a twilight zone where monsters are able to say and do whatever the fuck they want. So overwrought. And I go, guess what? You are. It's called Vanderpump Rules. That's literally the logline of the show. Is is a twilight zone where monsters are able to say and do whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) (laughs) And Katie decides that she's going to narc James out to Lisa and give an ultimatum yeah
3: because the last one worked yeah i don't want to if i'm i'm down to get married and i would never do an
1: ultimatum no if you have to get married off an ultimatum you probably shouldn't have gotten married
3: you know what i mean is
1: my thought i'm not into being like you either do this i mean in some situations I think you
3: understand the practicality of that kind of conversation yeah sure
1: and I believe in like ultimatums in terms of like interventions and addiction talks and being like if you use I'm not going to be in your life anymore that's like (laughs) an ultimatum if you use we can no longer get married (laughs) yeah (laughs) but not being like you have six months to put a ring on it Mm, no it's It's, like I would actually rather kill myself than say that to someone
3: But also, I mean, in terms of saying it to Lisa, it's like, I I understand. I actually am pro, I'm pro, like, that. I'm pro her being like, he's not allowed to talk to me this way at work.
1: Yeah, I like setting
3: that boundary. But given the world of the show, Mm -hmm. it is a bit like.
1: Are we supposed to believe that you, Katie Maloney Schwartz, receive a majority of your income out, off of going into work at sir that's what i'm saying multiple days a week yeah it's and then like an ultimatum that you say you're no longer going to work at this restaurant it's, if james it's is a there. matter
3: of work a job or not like, yeah this it's is... like
1: come on who is buying that no i don't and like what producer is like yeah like let's make this the storyline like come on When I
3: mean, they need to just. I feel betrayed. Yeah, I feel
1: betrayed. I. I can't work on the show because it Have would your be. Your ethical like, boundaries? My ethical boundaries, and because also it's like the Grove. Like, I love the Grove and I want to go there all the you time, don't work but there. I never want to work there because that would take the joy out of it for me. I
3: wouldn't really want to go to the Grove. I know. <laughs> Maybe we'll go. Time of year. Yeah.
1: It's that, it's that magical time of year where. we like simply must white take to the Grove. Donut at yeah. The farmer's market. <laughs> I know. I want to go to, like, I really am craving to go to Monsieur Marcel at the farmer's market. Oh, that French. <laughs> we love Last night together. I was like, once I get done working, maybe I'll just go to Monsieur Marcel and have <laughs> I'll, a plate yeah. alone. And then I was like, I'm not doing that. You're
3: like, I could do it, but I'm not.
1: Yeah, I can do anything I like, want. I went to Harry Potter world, and was like, I should
3: come back here alone. And I was like, Why am I like that?
1: <laughs> I know it's always like, I don't hate on doing things alone no. i think it's cool but there's some stuff where it's just like okay why
3: do i fantasize about doing it more than i do it anyway
1: i know like last night i was driving and the sunset looked kind of pretty and i was like maybe i'll just go to a cliff alone and like watch the sunset and then i was like <laughs> i have to like drama. I my errands to run yeah like, you were like shut up yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i'm gonna go walk sweat <laughs> up like a hill at, at griffith's park like,
3: there probably won't be parking yeah i was
1: like no <laughs> keep your eyes on the road um i like lisa yelling at any sort of staff at sir she goes what's a special and he goes striped bass and she goes striped striped bass she goes, is it fattening or not? And he's like, what is he supposed to exactly, say to that? Exactly, because
3: Katie needs some. <laughs> That's what I'm trying
1: to she's say. She's like, I'm <laughs> having lunch with Katie. Is it fattening or not? Because she's triggered. I like Lisa going, I'm scared. Katie sits down. She goes, hello, Lisa. And she's, I'm scared. I'm scared. Why should I be? Why am I terrified right now? It's like. You Calm bitches, down. like, what is this drama? <laughs> I don't know. This is non-drama. It's non-drama. And I'm here for, like, a non-drama, like, hill non-drama style moment. drama should be comedy. But it should be comedy. <laughs> and this is, like, truly, it's, like, pulling out eyelashes. It's torture.
3: I am... I don't know. I don't want to take time away from a really important subject that we're probably broaching, but like, I just want to say that I went to high school with um, Jax's main man crush from the Goldbergs sitcom, (laughs) and Instagram deep diving that journey was just really rewarding for me as a pump
1: head. I love that. I love that Jax's love for multicam sitcoms
3: (laughs) It's keeping the industry alive. It
1: is like he single-handedly is he loves propping up
3: sitcoms almost as much as he loves hockey.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Jax is like almost refreshingly basic in that way, uh-huh. where it's like a different type of bro basic.
3: I kind of like some of that stuff. Yeah,
1: I like it too because, like, there was <laughs> one point when he rode into Guys' Night on a uh-huh. stupid like scooter thing, uh-huh. and I ha- caught he- a glimpse of his shoes, and I was like. Oh my God! Is he wearing Yeezys? And Uh for a second, I was so thrown, and I kind of short circuited. Then I rewound, and he wasn't. He was just wearing like random Adidas shoes. See
3: him in some. I felt like that even when he was talking about buying James Supreme boxers. I was like, Yeah, what are you even doing around Supreme?
1: Because he wore those like knockoff Supreme sweat like sweatpants one Uh season, but like he's just the kind of guy that's like he's just here to like not really take fashion risks and he's like here to watch like multi-cam sitcoms and think about hockey all the time
3: that's like i mean and some people probably relate and even feel ashamed to it but that's what can be really relaxing about a certain type of archetypal masculinity yeah
1: i mean i like watching i like to like watch someone that like that because like i so don't like any of that stuff yeah. that it's probably like someone that meets me who like doesn't like any reality tv and then i tell them how obsessed i am with vanderpump rules and they're probably like freak but that's how i feel about someone that likes multicam sitcoms and hockey
3: yeah i mean i'm available to write on any multicam sitcom in the world (laughs) and but i was telling my uncle who's like whatever and he doesn't need a bio but i was telling him about this podcast recently i don't know a few months ago and i just felt and then i thought his reaction because he's like a nerd like a media nerd i thought that he would like i think of him as such an ultimate fanboy Mm -hmm. that i thought he would have a lot of love for what you're up to here. Yeah. And he was like such an asshole to me about it. And I was like, (laughs) fuck you motherfucker. You don't even know how to go on a podcast. You don't even know how to open the app.
1: God. Well, you know what? Your uncle isn't my target demo. So. No.
3: And also, but that's, um, people like, people have an attitude about Vanderpump as being like a lowbrow thing. And it needs to stick that to being a lowbrow thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, it is like such, it's a mirror to our culture and, like, the time that we're living in. It's, like, it's such a beautiful, like, almost like a time capsule moment. Mm-hmm. Like, where I believe that this show, at least certain seasons of it, maybe not this season. I was going to
3: say, I think it's more past. Yeah, will
1: be remembered as, like, a golden age of something. I don't know what it yeah. is because we're still so close to it. But, like, I need it to stay that. Like, what? what does it mean... I'm like, what does it mean about my life and who I am if this show starts to just, like, suck ass? Yeah. Gotta
3: get a new show.
1: Gotta get a new show.
3: (laughs) This isn't the end. This
1: isn't the end, but I get just frustrated and it causes a lot of existential questions.
3: I can imagine because it's basically like being in a relationship that just turned on you. Yeah.
1: It's like... I watched the episode the first time yesterday and I was like, hmm, by the end of it I was like, this sucks. And then I had to watch it again today to take notes and I was like, I hate this. And it started to feel like this has never felt like a job until that moment. And then I was like You're like, I'm a beat
3: reporter and here
1: Yeah, here we are again. (laughs) Can I get a quote from you? Okay. (laughs) Lisa says I don't like anything that makes a woman feel less about herself, which I'm like, I could think off the top of my head at like 10, 30. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a huge to be continued cliffhanger moment of like, what will Why happen? It and it it's like, this again, is not. did the
3: editor change?
1: I think it did. <laughs> Something has shifted and it's not okay. And I need some justice now and I need some trolls. It's funny
3: because like Andy Cohen doesn't have any sort of production control on this show, right? But then it's like, I just think of people like him being one of many people at Bravo who have such an understanding of like the, how they build all these different dramas. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, how could this be the best you've got for this group right now?
1: Yeah. This episode gets a d minus yeah <laughs> it had like maybe five lols in total and then a to be continued troll on the viewer which is off brand something
3: that hey guess what he's gonna he's not gonna get to work there yeah or like, he gets
1: fired which you just showed us in the in the next yeah next so time on like- rules he
3: gets <laughs> Please, and he's please. crying, so it's
1: like, I'm pretty sure we get it. Yeah, like, okay, and moving on, who gives a shit? Like, that is not <laughs> what I came here for. Oh, my God. So let's demand justice. Let's pray to the gods and goddesses. That something happens. That something give us happens. Lala. Yeah, give us Lala. Maybe Teddy's brother is going to be a real I wild think there's card. there's something
3: interesting there. Meg Ryan is knows that man. So there must be something interesting. She's there.
1: married to him now. <laughs> I know, but to like <laughs>
3: the brother. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you went John. She knows him then, boy. She knows him now. Yeah, okay. So yeah, maybe this like Mellencamp brother will be the dark horse that saves Teddy us. Teddy Mellencamp
3: is such a fucking
1: workhorse. Like she was on Flipping Out too with Jeff Lewis. Yeah. She'll go on any Bravo show. Do you get free shit though if you go on Flipping Out?
3: Well, she was there making them be accountable.
1: Oh, wow.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But I did watch Lala and Rand on Flipping Out. How was it? Um, Jeff was like forming an alliance with Lala, and they had better taste than Rand, who Mm -hmm. was like sort of coming in cheap. I don't know if it was sort of to counter the narrative that he's like a sugar daddy, but it seems like they enjoy a really rich quality of life. So for him to be so cheap about the home stuff, it was like... It's like, hmm... But then it was funny, because then he did make a number of nice modifications to the interior of his home with Jeff's help, but the roof on his large property is very sort of ugly, ugly, it's just more so outdated, it's mm-hmm. very like vacation home in the desert, like spa- thick Spanish, but cheap roof, mm-hmm. and... um. So that's the next thing that they think really needs to change because Jeff's telling Lala, "Hey, it looks really good here, but the first thing you see is the roof. It looks like shit."
1: Is Lala moving into Rand's house? Yeah. Oh, so they're it's making some house. changes, and it's going to be their house yeah. now. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'll let you know how I go. Yeah. Please keep <laughs> me posted. Uh, thank you so much for thank being you. my beautiful guest on this episode of Sup.
3: I appreciate it.
1: You're welcome back anytime. Ooh, obviously. Okay.
3: Please save me for something, Lala, or for travel.
1: Yeah, travel and Lala. I'll take note. And tell all the readers where they can find you.
3: Yes, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at T-star7. And that's about it. You can read my new short story called Reseda, where Sheena hangs out in the new issue of Days and Confused. So there's that too.
1: Look it up. Follow her throw her some likes please um thank you for listening and
2: we're going to tom tom I, I
1: know i know i'm
2: feeling because i know i know